0: It's Leanna. Before we get to the episode, we wanna take a second to thank you for listening. The fact that you chose this episode out of the millions of podcast episodes that are out there, that's pretty cool. We'd love it if you left us a review, subscribed, shared us with a friend. And if there's something you wanna see us talk about on Hometown Stories, just let us know. Send an email to hometownstories at wdbj7.com. Okay, now let's settle in for today's episode. There are some people who make do with what life throws at them. And then there are others who make a little bit more.
1: Her saying now is, I went from the tobacco field to the White House. And I said, you sure did, Ma, and I'm so proud of you.
0: Arlene Davis's work ethic took her from cleaning houses in southwest Virginia to cleaning the People's House in the nation's capital.
2: Yeah,
1: I loved it. We, we had a good time up there.
0: Her decades of hard work under seven different presidents are now getting recognition. In this episode of Hometown Stories, a community honors Arlene Davis.
3: And I think that we should be telling her story.
0: In a small southern Virginia town where everyone knows everyone, Word can travel fast. That's how reporter Michaela Shelton first got to know the story of Arlene Davis.
2: Tim Dudley reached out to me. Um, He works for Pennsylvania County, and I also knew him from growing up with him in church uh, when I was little. And so he was saying, I've got a really great story for you that I know you're probably going to want to cover. We're actually going to be...
0: That's how it began. Word of mouth among the community in an effort to honor one of their homegrown successes.
2: I was really excited. I couldn't wait to reach out. So
0: Michaela gets connected with a woman named
2: Eveline Potter. You know, I told her who I was, and she was like, oh, you lived right down the road from us. (laughs) She was like, um you know, I remember seeing you playing ball in the front yard with your dad almost every day, and I was like, no way, this is just crazy and very full circle.
0: Eveline then arranged for Michaela to meet her mother, Arlene Davis, and they start Arlene's story at the beginning.
2: She grew up in Halifax County, um, and, you know, she didn't grow up in a very wealthy family. Um, They didn't make much on the tobacco farm, and When she was in eighth grade, her dad actually passed away. And so back then, you know, the kids were expected to help out raising the younger kids. And she was actually the oldest of 10 siblings. So she was really expected to put in work and help out her mom. She ended up uh, just house sitting for people in the neighborhood. And then she moved more towards cleaning homes and um, being a maid for people. After she cleaned houses for a while, one day her
1: cousin said, well, why don't you come to D.C. with me? So my mother thought that was a good idea, but it was
2: one dilemma. That was me.
0: By this time, Arlene had become a mother, and she was hesitant about leaving Eveline.
2: But her daughter told her, she was like, you know, I know you need to do this. It's for our family, so I'm more than happy if you go. And so um, Arlene's parents actually watched her daughter for her to allow her to go up there.
0: Arlene joins her cousin in the Capitol and begins cleaning houses. And one day, she sees an ad for a job at the White House, working for the Executive Administrative Office.
2: She wasn't really expecting much from it, but they got back to her and they offered her a position, and so she started um, back in the 1960s making a dollar and fifty cent an hour, which I looked it up and that translates to around $10 an hour now. So, you know, not too bad. Um, She said it was much better than what she was making on the tobacco farm, for sure.
0: The year is 1967 and Arlene jumps in with both feet.
2: Yeah, I loved it. We, We had a good time up there.
0: Arlene worked at the White House under seven different presidents, Lyndon Johnson to Bill Clinton, for 28 years. And she recalls meeting interesting dignitaries and leaders, including Nelson Mandela. She loved
1: working at the White House because she met so many different people there. you know. And she said with each administration, they had their own different attitudes and their own way of doing things. And she was also impressed with the First Ladies there.
0: Eveline, who lived with her grandparents, would spend her summers with her mom in D.C.
2: They didn't live in the White House, they lived on Capitol Hill, but she was always able to go in and and see things and then at Christmas she would go up there as well but she said that it really inspired her to work hard you know her mom said she did not want her to have to work as hard as she did but you know Eveline was saying that she continued to really work and until she retired because of the inspiration that her mom had on her life.
0: After a while, Arlene earns a leadership position, and eventually she oversees a staff of more than 30 people.
2: This was all just from an eighth grade education, and she was eventually offered a supervisor position, but she actually turned that down because she felt like she didn't have enough of an education to do that. But one thing that she did say was, imagine what I could have done had I continued and gone through college and gotten that higher education.
1: Really, she spoiled me, you know, and whatever I wanted almost, I got it. So with me coming up, she told me, she said, I don't want you to have to work hard like I did. But she said, I want you to go to school and I want you to go to college so you can get you a good job. And I did. You know, after seeing, I said, Mama, I do not want to live like you all live, have to work hard like that. I said, because I don't think I can make it like that. So she inspired me, you know, to be a hard worker, to do what you had to do on your job. And I did.
0: After she retired in 1994, Arlene moves back to Southside, Virginia. But she held tight to her White House experience and loved to share her stories with friends, family, and neighbors.
2: She said she still receives Christmas cards today from the White House, which is really cool. But one of the things that she was showing me there's a picture of Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, and they signed it at the bottom for her. And then also, she has a letter from Ronald Reagan, basically thanking her for her work at the White House and saying how things would not run as smoothly if they didn't have, you know, tidy spaces to work and how much of a role that her
0: work plays in what they're able to do. But recognition from her hometown didn't come until recently.
3: Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Let's try that again, see who's awake. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. That's how a preacher does it on Sunday morning. Right, that right?
0: In 2020, the Pennsylvania County Board of Supervisors presented Arlene with a certificate of excellence for her outstanding career at the White House. But given that it was COVID and people had to stay away from each other, the board decided she was due for something more.
3: With her accomplishment at what she has done, um, I didn't feel like we had done her justice. And I think that we should be telling her story.
0: During the June 20th Board of Supervisors meeting, Tim Dudley greets the crowd and is joined by other board members on the floor. They wheel out a podium and then a chair for Arlene, and her family stands alongside her. Hands clasped in her lap, she looks out to the crowd with a big, warm smile.
3: You think you are somebody in that chair now, don't you? (laughs)
0: Arlene giggles, and nods her head yes.
3: Pennsylvania County Board of Supervisors, Resolution 2023-06-02. Resolution declaring July 11th, that's your birthday, ain't it? All right. July 11th as Arlene Poindexter Davis Day in Pennsylvania County. There you go, that's okay. Virginia, at the Pennsylvania County Board of Supervisors board business meeting on June 20th, 2023, the following resolution was presented and adopted. Whereas, and there's going to be a lot of whereas's, just, just please bear with me. Whereas, Arlene Poindexter Davis is a county citizen who resides in the Stanton River District.
0: After all those whereases, The board officially declares her birthday, July 11th, as Arlene Davis Day, and the crowd gives her a standing ovation.
3: Now let's give her a hand.
0: What followed were letters read from the region's lawmakers and remarks from other board members, including Robert Tucker Jr.
1: Ms. Davis, it is certainly... um pleasure to see you face-to-face. I uh, I applaud you, and I salute you, and I celebrate you, especially on the wake or in the wake of uh, Juneteenth, when um, effectively that ended slavery in this country. So thank you, and thank God for all of the contributions you
2: made to this nation.
0: Tucker invites Anita Royston, president of the local chapter of the NAACP, to deliver remarks.
2: Ms. Arlene lived with a spiritual awareness that transcended human understanding, using her labor as a means to serve God. Her trustworthiness at the highest levels made her a respected source of knowledge. She exemplifies the journey of learning from experience, developing expertise, and guiding others toward professionalism. Her longevity speaks to a job well done. Her story represents a vital part of the silent history that we, the living, must give voice to, ensuring that those who follow recognize the diverse avenues leading to a dynamic and fulfilling
0: success. And finally, her daughter, Eveline, comes to the podium. But
1: she did what she was supposed to do, and she was dedicated to her job. I know when I used to have to go up there for the summer to stay with my mother, I would come mm-hmm. down to pick her up with my stepdad. My mother would come out of that, that executive office building, swinging her pocketbook, and like she, you would thought she was the president, president's wife. And she would get in the car and I say, Ma, you tired? Oh no, indeed, because see, she loved what she was doing. Mother, I'm proud of you. Thanks for all you did. You're still working hard in me. And Tim and this board of supervisors, a job well done.
0: What to you is the most interesting thing or the thing that really stuck out most to you about about her About her life. Yeah, I would say the thing that stuck out to me most
2: was probably how positive they still are about it all. Because, you know, I'm sure through all of that, there's some probably negative sides or some rough times you could talk about, but it was all just positivity and happiness and, you know, the proudness of being able to have gone through that and accomplished all of that. So, I think that says a lot about the people that they are and and the hard work that, you know, Arlene put into what she did. <laughs> and they also hope that it inspires young women and especially women of color today to be able to know that through hard work you can accomplish things that, you know, you never would have thought could happen. Her saying
1: now is I went from the tobacco field to the White House, and I said, you sure did, Ma, and I'm so proud
0: of you. My thanks to reporter Michaela Shelton for bringing us this story. This July 11th will be the first official Arlene Davis Day as she celebrates her 88th birthday. You can see Michaela's original story on WDBJ7.com. A few weeks ago, a local public school district had to close because of a ransomware attack. In the spring, Bluefield University also fell victim to an attack that ensnared operations there for weeks. Two years ago, our entire region was dealing with the effects of a cyber attack against the Colonial Pipeline.
1: You know, malware and technology is constantly evolving.
0: As our online networks get more sophisticated, So do the bad guys.
1: The FBI cannot investigate what we don't know.
0: In the next episode of Hometown Stories, we sit down with FBI Richmond's Cyber Squad to talk about cyber vulnerabilities and ways we can stay protected. Hometown Stories is a production of WDBJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. This episode was written and produced by me, Leanna Scacchetti, and edited by Ben Roquelme. We'll see you next time.
3: Hometown Stories is sponsored by Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Locations in downtown Roanoke, Daleville, and Grandin.